Lakers lose to the Boston Celtics, 121-113, the final score. Lakers 34-22 uh, and 22 on the season. Tough loss for the Lakers. I mean, it, when, I, when I say tough loss, I'll, I'll explain exactly what I'm referring to there. You just don't have all your – you don't have all your guns. You don't have all your weapons here. And, you know, it, Lakers have been so shorthanded for pretty much all season. And then to lose Andre Drummond and Markeith Morris, uh, coach mentions it in um, – was it probably about an hour and a half before tip off? So uh, it's just kind of a, it seems to be the theme of the season, and you got to appreciate some of the fight from some of these other players here. At one point, Lakers were down twenty-seven, so kind of fight and claw their way back, make this somewhat of a game, make it somewhat respectable. Uh, you appreciate it, and that's coming from Kaycock, um, Kosas Atentacumpo. Uh, Alfonso McKenney, THT, go down the list. Ben McLemore, I think, was in there towards the end. So you got guys that made it a game in, in some regards, but the reality is um, Lakers didn't have much of a chance in a game like this. And, you know, Boston's not going to be the elite of the lead in the Eastern Conference, but they're a good team. They've got incredibly talented players. You guys saw tonight, Jalen Brown, this dude can go off on any given night for 40 points, and that's obviously such um, – an incredible asset to that team, and they got so many of these young players. Um, e- even in a game where Tatum doesn't go off or Kemba Walker doesn't go off, you don't look at that. Jalen Brown can go off in a game like he did tonight and and go for 40, 17 of 20 from the field. Uh, and for the Lakers, you're going to have to play. You know, I've said this so many times in the post game show. I've said you pretty much have to play perfect basketball if um, you're going to win games this shorthanded. Well, that's. When I say that, I'm referring to that two starters are in there, um, and I'm talking about Andre Drummond and Markeith Morris. I think Markeith Morris has been one of the more underrated players for the Lakers all season long, and we just don't naturally talk about him and what he does and his contributions on a night-in, night-out basis. But he's been so key for the Lakers, so you lose two pieces like that, now all of a sudden uh, you got to play perfect basketball, and the Lakers didn't. Kuzma struggled from the field. Uh, Dennis Schroeder struggled. Wesley Matthews, K- KCP, kind of go go down the list of these starters. Um, they certainly struggled tonight. Compare that to the bench players for the Lakers. The bench was fantastic. Lakers almost seventy points came from the bench tonight. But one of the one of the areas that um, you know we always talk about when Lakers are playing their best is when they're getting stops and they're playing defense. And when you give up one hundred and twenty one points, at one point I mentioned Lakers were down twenty seven. They never had a lead in this game. Um, it's tough to give yourself a shot when you're that shorthanded and you're giving up buckets left and right, uh, that you're not having one of your better defensive performances. It puts a lot on this Lakers team to try to kind of come up with a way to come up with a W, and they obviously weren't able to do that tonight. Uh, Phone number is 877-710-ESPN. Before we go to Lakers head coach uh, Frank Vogel, just a quick shout-out. Thanks to uh, Coors Seltzer. You can now stream this show on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook Live. So we appreciate everybody that also is not just listening to us on 710 ESPN, but also on the stream. Corselser makes volunteering easy because each 12-pack helps restore 500 gallons of river water. Drink a Coors Hard Seltzer and help save a river. Celebrate responsibly. We appreciate Coors' partnership. Uh, let's go to Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. Get his thoughts on tonight's loss to the Boston Celtics. Hey, Frank, just first wanted to get your thoughts on that, uh, what you saw evolve in, I guess, what we typically call garbage time there at the end with your guys at the end of the bench kind of battling back and making Stevens put the starters back in. 
yeah, super proud of those guys' effort and uh, and their play. You know, um, it's a 48-minute game. Doesn't matter what the score is, what the situation is. We play harder than our opponent. Um, that was talked about in the timeout when we put those guys in. You know that uh, that we wanted to win this stretch, and um, you know those guys came out and competed their tails off. Um, so I'm very, very proud of them. Uh, you know, I wanted them to be able to get the W. You know, disappointed that we weren't able to get get over the hump ultimately, but um, that was awesome how they performed down the stretch. What were you seeing from Jalen Brown and the the ridiculous efficiency that he had tonight, Frank? And uh, what uh, were there adjustments that you were trying uh, that, that just weren't working? And how, how did that yes. play out for you this? Yeah, we, well, first of all, credit to him. Uh, a remarkable performance, 17 for 20 uh, from a guard is is, uh, is really a special performance. Um, you know, we we didn't come into the game double teaming him because of the firepower of Walker and, and Tatum along with him. With him. Um, we tried to bring some double teams when those guys were out, um, weren't that effective with it. In the second half, uh, we were supposed to double team him far more effectively than we did. We had several breakdowns. Uh, that our coaching staff was not happy with um, in terms of, and when guys had hot, we got to we got to slow him down, and we got to bring more more help and more double teams. And uh, we were late and ineffective, so uh, disappointed in that part of the game. But credit to Brown for having a great performance. Dave, Frank, uh, one thousand nine hundred fifteen fans was the announced attendance uh, by the Lakers. Did you hear them? Did you see them? And what did it feel like? I did see him. I did hear him. And, um, you know, I know it's not full capacity where we want to be, but it was great to have our fans back uh, watching us and, and cheering us on. And, you know, it just gave us a, a different level of energy and juice. And uh, hopefully it continues to grow. Kyle? Yeah, I was just wondering uh, what happened to Mark out there? What's your understanding of what happened to Mark? And, and do, do you wonder – Sorry, did I miss that? Do you wonder if he's going to be available for uh, the next game? Yeah, he, he dislocated his, his finger. It popped out. And they popped it back in right there on the spot. It's kind of gross. And, um, you know, he continued to play, which is a really gutsy thing to do uh, after something like that. Uh, he's currently, uh, as we speak, getting an x-ray on it, and that will tell us whether, uh, you know, he's going to be available on, on Saturday. Bill? Hey, Frank, uh, going back to the fans question, I was just wondering if there was a specific moment that stood out tonight where you where you especially noticed a specific fan or just noticed uh, where it kind of hit you that they were back. Is there a specific scene that comes to mind for you? No, I mean, I, I just, uh, you know, for me, seeing them during the anthem, um, walking in and out of the, of the ramp, um, you know, uh, in, in the corner there, uh, you know, hearing them call us, you know, um, you know, back to back, you know, they were saying and we're going to repeat and, and things like that. Um, you know, that's that's what sticks out the most to me. Dan. Frank, uh, Dennis went to the back, I think, in the fourth quarter. Obviously, you didn't expect him to play. Um, he did, I guess. How was he able to play? And then did the foot start bothering him again? Late? Yeah, the foot was um, was a problem. He, he really almost did not play. Uh, but really wanted to be in there, um, was in a lot of pain, uh, took, took a while to get him to, to loosen it up. And, you know, right up until our team meeting, we were still uncertain whether he was going to be uh, able to play. Um, but he definitely wanted to be in there. And, uh, you know, credit to him for gutting it out uh, and playing through pain. You know, um, you know, a lot of credit to him. 
uh, you know, so when we pulled him out, you know, with seven minutes left, I think it was one you know, he came out. He might have come out a minute or two before that. Um, we knew he was done for the night. Is it, is it something that can get worse by playing, or is it just something like a pain tolerance thing? Yeah, we asked that. Uh, we, we said if it's gonna if it's gonna cost us the next two or three games, then we we'll just hold him out this game. And uh, you know, the, the medical team did not feel like it was something that uh, you know was gonna um, you know cost us games going forward. It's just something that's gonna be uncomfortable to play with. Ramona. Um, hey, Frank, first of all, it's good to see you here. Um, you know, can you just describe how different it is when they say you guys are the defending NBA champions and now there's actually some fans here to cheer for you and, and clap and, and recognize that? I mean, you didn't get a parade. You didn't get the normal trappings of that. Now you finally have at least a few fans that can clap. Uh, it's just It just feels good. I don't really know uh, any other way to say it um, <laughs> other than it feels good. Uh, to have the, have that support and that energy from the crowd. You know, we love our fans. Uh, there's no place in the NBA like playing at, at Staples Center uh, with the Lakers. And, uh, you know, to see a, a portion of that come back tonight, um, you know, it really just felt good for all of us. When did you, when did you like stop listening for the, you know, like Alex Caruso was on a radio show the other, the other day and he said, it's so weird. They announced it like literally no one cheers for us. <laughs> right. When the, when they win the, when they win the, you know, that you won the championship, did, did that hit you at any point during the season, or, or is it, did you just get over it fast? Yeah, I mean, we just got into the season and we started playing games without fans. And yeah. honestly, you know, as, as the as the head coach, I, I really just get so locked in on, you know, uh, coaching the game, you know, that I sort of block mm -hmm. all that stuff out. We played so many games in the bubble, uh, you know, obviously all the games in the bubble without fans, and. Um, you know, you get used to it. And then when you feel a little bit uh, of the energy like you did tonight, it just feels good, you know. And, um, you know, I can't wait till uh, hopefully uh, you know, the numbers continue to go the right way and, and we can add more fans and you know, hopefully be at, at full capacity at some point because that's going to be uh, pretty awesome with the group that we have. Well, All right, Frank. that's uh, Lakers head coach Frank Vogel right there. Lakers lose to the Celtics 121-113. to 113. Let's do this when we come back. We'll get a chance to hear from Dennis Schroeder. Got the defensive play of the game, and I also want to spend time on actually having fans back at Staples Center, what that experience was like. So we'll do all that coming up next. If you want to be a part of the Pizza Lakers postgame show, uh, 877-710-ESPN. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Stay right here. This is 710-ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Jalen Brown ends up with the ball, and Caruso dives down on the floor to get it and steals it. Here comes McLemore. Right side, Alfonso McKinney. Back to Caruso. Caruso, top of the key. Mark Gasol giving to McKinney right side. Three-pointer by McKinney. Good. All right, that's Alex Caruso right there. Lakers lose to the Boston Celtics 121 to 113, the final score. The defensive play of the game is brought to you by Adriana's Insurance. Win and save on your auto insurance, and only Adriana's Insurance can guarantee it. We give you more options, unique offers, and exclusive opportunities to get the coverage you need at the best price. Visit savewithadrianas.com today. Adriana's Insurance. More options, no contracts, just savings. Uh, Lakers defensively, by the way. 
You know, it, it's interesting. Sometimes you look at the stats, you see how many steals the Lakers had. Lakers had 12 steals tonight. Only two block shots with 12 steals, but defensively, um, no answer, obviously, for Jalen Brown, as I mentioned. Uh, I, I want to go back real quick to, before we go to Dennis Schroeder, go back to Coach. Um, Coach was just spending a little bit of time. Ramona Shelburne, you heard, asked a question about just having fans back at the arena. Michael Thompson and I spent a lot of time with this on the pregame show. Okay, what, what's this going to be like? And it's been 13 months since there was fans at Staples Center for a Lakers game, right? 13 months. It was March 10th, 2020. That's a game Lakers lost to Brooklyn after coming off that uh, weekend where they beat the Milwaukee Bucks and the Clippers. And, you know, I, I, I know that, no, it's not 19,000 fans. No, it's not exactly what it used to be. But it's nice to just have some people in the arena. Uh, it's funny because I had I had some Laker fans behind me to my right, and I had one guy, some random Celtic fan to my left. And when you don't have 19,000 fans, it's only 2,000 fans, and the way everybody's spaced out, you can hear every single word that a fan says, um, you know, get a two for one, <laughs> you know, that's three in the key. You're hearing everything. You're hearing it on both sides. And uh, it, it's odd to hear it because it's been so long, but uh, there were times where you can hear the fans. There were times where you know that it's not piped in noise. It's not fake. It's it's authentic again. And as we hopefully get closer to filling up Staples Center and if right now there's only under 2,000 fans, maybe in a month it'll be 5,000 fans, and eventually we'll get to a point where Staples Center's full. Um, but I'm sure every single player, every coach, they can feel the difference. Uh, Michael and John were talking about the game, or talking about it during the uh, during the game, and it's certainly obviously a big deal. So uh, one step in the right direction. Unfortunately for the Lakers tonight. Um, not having Andre Drummond, not ha- not having Markeith Morris, I thought was uh, was brutal tonight. Going up against a, a talented Boston Celtics team, Boston now thirty and twenty six. Okay, Dennis Schroeder on the night ended up with Dennis Schroeder three of eight from the field, eight points, eight assists. Let's see if he can share a little bit more on his uh, on his injury and uh, what he thought of this Lakers loss to the Boston Celtics. Hey, Dennis, I just want to start first and foremost uh, with what was obviously uh, a big thing when it comes to the fans. I know as you guys have traveled, you've been in other arenas, there have been fans there, but the first time for Staples Center in over 13 months um, just to have fans back in the building, what was that like? Uh, It was a little awkward, (laughs) you know, um, to have people there, you know, cheering for us. Um, we for sure need it, you know. Um, I mean, you know, Laker Nation, the, the fans are incredible, and um, you know, any any one of them, you know, can help us. And uh, I felt great tonight. What was the process for you like coming into this one as you were questionable with that foot infection, and just kind of what led up to you being able to ultimately play? You know, I mean, I just. You know, uh, try to give everything I have. It don't matter. Um, you know, I just try to be out there with, with my teammates, try to get a W. And um, I felt like, you know, I can play and try to give everything I have. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. Pretty much. That last one. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I said I don't like to miss games, so. And obviously that's something you guys have, as a team have dealt with, uh, with guys all season long. 
Um, and I know you guys don't want moral victories by any means, but to see that group out there at the end, you're coming off of a long road trip. That first game back is never an easy one. Um, they put together a 24 to four run forced Boston to put their starters back in the game to, to finish it off. I guess just that fight from the guys down the stretch. What'd you see Dennis? I mean, we don't, you know, that's, that's like a basketball. We never give up, you know, um, don't matter if we don't 25 minutes left, we still try to, you know, um, go out there and play hard. And, uh, I think, you know, uh, the unit who was out there, um, they, you know, they played how we wanted to play 48 minutes and, um, you know, uh, to give us a chance and to bring the starters back in, you know, that's, uh, I mean, that's a hell of a um, comeback from them. And uh, I think we just got to take that to the next game against Utah and uh, try to play like that for 48 minutes and try to, you know, be chippy, try to get steals and stops. And then, you know, on the offensive end, just run and shoot threes, you know, attack the basket for wide open layups or on the weak side for wide open threes. Turner? Hey, um, Dennis, Jalen Brown had an outstanding game. What was so difficult about him and getting that had you guys unable to stop him most of the game? I mean, he had a great game. Um, Congrats to him. Made a lot of shots, a lot of tough shots. And uh, I mean, it's one of those nights. And, um, you know, you just got to get back to that next one, uh, Donovan Mitchell. You know, next game is going to be, you know, a lot of threes. You know, you got to take him off the three-point line and move on. But, I mean, Jalen Brown, he's a, he's a good player. And uh, we can't get him off like that. So, I mean, it was his night, yeah. I guess. I'm sorry, Dennis. All right, let's move on to Kahari Jones. Hey, what's going on, Dennis? As uh, as LeBron and AD gets ready to return, can you just elaborate on just this time you guys had to build without them, and how how has it prepared you all for when they when they do return? I mean, how we play right now, you know. Uh, Shan the ball playing on the offensive end, you know, try to shoot more threes. Um, you know, when they coming back, you know, we try to be on the same thing, but we know exactly what they try to do as well. So I think we all know um what they bring to the team and um everybody, you know, who is uh in the locker room just gotta know they will and um what we need them to do. Um and I think we're gonna be elite and uh, when everybody's come back healthy and we, you know, everybody is uh, on the court, then it's going to be really, really uh, scary. So I'm looking forward to it. But like I said, we just try to um, build from here, try to get better uh, each day, each game. And uh, when they come back, we we all going to be prepared. All right. That's uh, Dennis Schroeder on the Lakers, 121-113 loss to the Celtics. Um, let's do this when we come back. You know, I've sat here for the last couple of months and especially now with the addition of Andre Drummond you try to kind of envision what what's Lakers team going to look like when they're fully healthy I mentioned that to Michael uh, and he got giddy in the pregame show just kind of thinking about geez how dominant can this team be I know we're not there yet but we're getting closer 
We'll uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. 877-710-ESPN if you want to be a part of the postgame show. Uh, Kyle Kuzma as well when we return. Stay right here. This is the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Points in the Paint all season long is sponsored by Vista Paint. Right now, local residents can take 40% off on factory direct high-quality Vista Paint products. A Vista Paint team member will show you how locally owned, manufactured, and operated since 1956. Vista Paint. Celtics win the points in the paint battle 58 to 50. Lakers lose a game 121 to 113. I mentioned 34 and 22 now in the season, so fifth place in the Western Conference. Can we get this team healthy? Um, you know, Schroeder was hitting right, hitting on it right there. It's talking about how I think everybody's just kind of starting to envision. Okay. AD hasn't been there since. Valentine's Day, February 14th. LeBron hasn't been there since March 20th, so he's coming up to a month now that we haven't had LeBron James. Um, Andre Drummond comes in the buyout market, plays 14 minutes, and then misses a few games, misses tonight's game. Markeith has missed a couple games. I, I mean, the Lakers have been absolutely dismantled all season from a health perspective. By the way, I'm not saying it's only the Lakers. There's some teams out there, you know, a lot of guys, health and safety protocols. This is part of the NBA. This is just, this is how it goes. Um, but you have such a curiosity of what this team is going to eventually look like. Uh, you have such a curiosity of what this team is going to eventually be when they are healthy. And I think everybody's obviously waiting for that. So we'll have to uh, continue away a little bit longer. We do know Anthony Davis. I did say this, AD you know, this was something uh, before the game cleared for full court activity. So we're all looking forward to that, and we'll have to uh, see what that means. And it, will AD make a return maybe in one of these two games against the Utah Jazz? Probably more likely against uh, the two-game set that you got coming up against the uh, Dallas Mavericks. All right, let's go to Kyle Kuzma, get his thoughts on uh, the Lakers' eight-point loss to the um, to the Boston Celtics. Hey, Kuz, just want to get your thoughts first on having fans back in the building and uh, what that was like tonight. Uh, it was fun to have a little energy out there. Uh, having fans was a little bit different, uh, especially for us. We haven't had fans since March. And, um, you know, I think we're just all glad to have, you know, something that's a little bit normal. So, What did you think of Jalen Brown's night and and what were you guys trying to do to slow him down and how difficult was it? Uh, he, made, he made a lot of tough shots. Uh, he made a lot of tough shots. And, you know, for us, I don't think we uh, followed – certain uh, certain game plan uh, issues that we had with that. Um, so, yeah, you know, he had a great night. And then, Kyle, anything that you noticed specifically with that closing group there or the, you know, the end of the bench guys that cut that lead down? Yeah, that was a lot of fun uh, seeing those guys get in and compete, um, you know, for ladder of the game. Uh, most of us, you know, didn't really play, uh, you know, that hard. And to see those guys come in and, and give effort, uh, you know, that was everything. We were all excited. And, um, you know, they uh, they almost pulled through. Dan? 
Kuz, now that you experienced it tonight, um, looking back on the, I don't know how many home games you guys have played, but but how big of a disadvantage do you think it's been over the course of this year to not have atmosphere, um, to not have energy from the crowd at home games and stuff like that? And um, obviously it didn't matter in terms of win or loss tonight, but as this team fights off fatigue down the stretch, do you think that could be something that is helpful? Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, especially with us, we, we have a lot of guys that are <laughs> – you know, banged up. A lot of guys have played a lot of minutes and a lot of guys that are out. So, um, you know, having fans is really going to help us down the stretch, um, you know, just oh, figure out some energy. How good? First of all, uh, great, great shout out to whoever said Cisco. That's a great reference uh, back there. Um, yeah, but. Kenny. <laughs> But second of all, um, just assuming that AD is going to be able to practice tomorrow, practice this weekend. I mean, you guys are are so banged up and, and you have a bunch of guys healing from certain things. And I, I guess even yourself, what do you think that's going to be like trying to incorporate him back in, in a lineup this banged up? Man, it's going to be great. Like I said, you know, um, you know, just to get extra bodies out there. Uh, I see that's the most important thing outside of, you know, obviously getting him acclimated and uh, back to, you know, playing shape. You know, uh, you know, we've had a long stretch. You know, a lot of guys have been missing, missing parts, uh, players playing through stuff. So, um, you know, we're excited to get him back and, uh, you, know, you know, hopefully get Keith back uh, with his foot and, and drum too. So, if – because did you see Mark's finger after he dove on on the floor? Oh uh, no, no, I, I didn't see. I didn't see it. Uh, uh, apparently, your U.S. trainer like relocated it for him, like on the bench. Uh, did were you guys aware that that happened? Like while while everything was going on? No, I didn't. I didn't know it whatsoever. Okay, he's Thank next you. for you, so you can ask. Okay. Yeah, I'll ask him. Appreciate it. I want to meet here. I'm Huh? Amir, yeah, you want to? Oh, I got you. Oh, I got you. Uh, Michael Duarte. Who's uh, Lakers tweeted out that you're the first Laker since Kobe Bryant to score 4,000 points in your first 261 games. What's it like to be in that company? I mean, uh, I mean that's cool, but I mean, if I would have played a little bit better and probably would have won, I would have had more of a quote for you. So. You know, I played like shit today. So, I mean, yeah, that's cool, but. All right, we'll take one more question. Melissa Rowland. Hey, Kuz. Um, in regards to having fans out here tonight, I'm curious, was there one moment, maybe like a certain cheer or a certain boo or chant or something that really stood out to you? Um, not really. I just think uh, for us to just have fans here, cheers and, and hear, you know, how loud it got at the very end of the game was really fun and exciting for us. Um, I think that's the thing that we missed the most. And, uh, you know, as the days go on, hopefully we get more and more fans and, you know, that roar gets louder and louder. All right, that's uh, Kyle Kuzma right there. Um, just got a, a tweet here. So Lakers Media Relations put out a tweet. Marcus All had x-rays after tonight's game, which revealed a volar plate fracture to his left pinky finger. He'll be questionable for Saturday's game versus Utah. We'll get a chance here from Marcus Gasol here uh, coming up. Um, you know, here I am 
as as I'm talking, as we're having the conversation about how you're just hoping the Lakers could just some shape, way, or form get back to some kind of normalcy, get healthy, and uh, and Marcus All uh, fractures his left finger, um, volar plate fracture to his left pinky pinky finger. So um, we'll see. Uh, obviously, if he'll be able to go and. Got the Utah Jazz coming up. Rudy Gobert, last time you played Utah, you didn't have Anthony Davis. They took full advantage of that. Obviously, no team in the Western Conference is worried about whether you're healthy or not. They're worried about their own position. And um, Utah and Dallas over the next four games, let's just say, we'll, we'll definitely not be too concerned if the Lakers are injured or if they're not. Let's hear from Marcus Hall when we come back. Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. Stay right here. Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. 121-113, the final score, Boston Celtics over the Lakers. Great to have uh, some fans back at Staples Center. About just under 2,000 fans uh, actually walk around, and there's people in the restroom, and there's concessions that are actually open. We have not uh, seen that yet so far this season. Um Kind of had a weird feel to it, to be honest with you, in the beginning. And then, you know, over time, you're just kind of looking around. You say, oh, yeah, that's what Staples Center used to be like. Um, I remember, and we've heard players talk about this before, they'd rather play in arenas where there's fans cheering against them than play in arenas where there's no fans at all. So it doesn't surprise me at all um, how big of an impact this could eventually play. What's it going to mean come NBA playoffs and the standings, kind of paying attention to the standings? Look, it could be significant, but I think for the Lakers, everything is just so different this year. This season is so incredibly different than anything that we've been accustomed to. But also on top of that, you haven't been healthy. You just haven't had a you know a stretch of ten games in a row where you could sit back and say, okay, now we know exactly what we have. Now we know what this player looks like uh, in this predicament, this situation, or whatever the case is. So that's one of the things I always kind of take away from the Lakers right now. I'm very cautious to uh, sit here and. Um, if they have a bad game or they give up 121 points to the Boston Celtics to be, I don't know, I guess you could say all over them, it, it just doesn't make sense. It, it wouldn't make sense to. It's not, this isn't the team that you're going to have 30 days from now. So kind of keep that part into perspective. Uh, let's take a quick listen to Marcus All. I did mention uh, Lakers Media Relations says Marcus All has x rays, had x rays after tonight's game, which revealed a volar plate fracture to his left pinky finger questionable for Saturday's game here's Marcus all you don't mind us asking about the finger first say have you ever had to pop the finger in yourself before have you ever dislocated it in all years of basketball and uh, any anything else on that no um uh, that was the first that was the first how did it feel uh, at the time how does it feel now and uh, have you had the x-ray yet yeah I had the x-ray thanks for asking okay uh, is that is that something we could we should wait to disclose later about the results? Yeah, I'm sure that Allison and, and the Lakers will. Allison will let us know? Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, I, would, I want to ask you about the game then, Mark. Uh, the, obviously, you shot the ball well tonight. Uh, what what uh, what rhythm were you getting in on the offensive end, and, and how did you think that came into flow of the game? 
Um, you know, they, they, we kind of uh, were attacking what they were giving us um, on the offensive end, but we couldn't get enough stops. We, we, you know, they were too comfortable on offense. Um, they were getting um, to the spots they wanted. Uh, we were not physical enough. And uh, when we got them to miss, you know, uh, we didn't uh, uh, either box out or, or uh, take advantage of those misses um, and translate it into an easier point offensively. I thought that we got good shots. Uh, for most of the night, but we just, you know, we just were not getting um, enough stops. Dave? Mark, you got on that hot streak from three after the, the finger injury happened. Was that uh, due to anywhere, like your focus going to a certain place, uh, trying to, you know, some people talk about players maybe having a flu or something like that and having a strong game because the mental side of it comes into to play. Is there any thing of that you can apply to what happened tonight? I made a couple already. I think by that time I made a, a couple of shots. Um, then when I when I got the ball the, um, there in the same spot again, uh, you know, left, right from the kind of a pass, then it's, I think that hit me. And uh, you know, got my feet right and and and, and shot again. Uh, obviously, felt feel a little weird when you when you go up, just the grip of the of the ball. But um, but uh, adrenaline, you know, helps. Uh, and, and as you said, it's you know, at that point you just want to continue to help the team. Dan, hey Mark, do you expect to be good for Saturday? Hopefully, uh, I think now it's a matter of. You know, talking to the medical team and see, um, you know, when th this uh, cools down, um, kind of see where we at. And um, but you know, it's my life, and I don't use it much anyway. So we'll see. Well, hey, Mark, um, is it is it an opportune moment, or is it sort of inopportune that AD is cleared to practice, and you know? If you guys practice tomorrow, everyone's nursing all these things. Andre with his toe, you with your finger, dance with his foot, all these things. It, like, are you guys gonna have enough bodies to practice with AD tomorrow? I'm sure. I'm sure we'll have enough bodies uh, for AD to to get his work in and 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 and, and progressing his situation. Um, I have zero doubt um, that uh, you know we have plenty of guys that like to practice that wanna um, be out there and and especially you know. Uh, help a teammate get back into onto the court. Um, so I'm, I'm sure that AD will have plenty of uh, competition tomorrow. Um, if, if that's what he's looking for, if he's ready for that. But he seems, you know, physically ready, mentally ready to take another step, and, and we're all happy. All right, that's uh, Marc Gasol right there. So just put just put a, a bow on this game against the Celtics. 121-113, to the final. Um, Lakers fight. You had uh, a number of players there towards the end make this a – very reasonable game. I think the Lakers went on 22-2 to two run at some point, but they were down 27. So THT, Kosas Atentacumpo, uh, Kaycock, McLemore, McKinney. You had a lot of guys fighting until the absolute end, but not enough against Boston. And uh, Lakers obviously playing incredibly shorthanded. So next game for the Lakers, this is uh, what they got coming up. If you guys remember, February 24th, Lakers played the Utah Jazz uh, one fourteen to eighty nine. They lost that game. No Anthony Davis. In a lot of these games, 
you're looking for statement games. You're looking for how did the Lakers do against this team, that team? Are they going to face this team again in the playoffs? I think Lakers have played the Suns twice so far this year. Both times they didn't have, you know, obviously one of their stars or both of their stars. So just to kind of use this game against the Utah Jazz as an example. Last time they played, you can't really take too much from it without AD. But what I will say is this. Utah's probably the most disrespected team in the NBA, and I find myself disrespecting them as well. Uh, not trying to, uh, but they got the best record in the NBA. Uh, you look at the standings right now, obviously they're they're on top of everybody. Phoenix closing in on them. But nobody really talks about them as this team that's going to be um, uh, in the conversation in this very short list. Everybody's talking about Lakers if they're healthy and Brooklyn if they're healthy. And uh, you hear Clippers come up. But not, not a lot of people give the Utah Jazz the credit they probably deserve I will say this, this game coming up on Saturday, which, by the way, is a one um, thirty tip-off, they got a lot of guys. It's not just um, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Rudy Gobert is obviously a fantastic defensive player. But go down the list. Last time Lakers played, six guys scored in double figures. Jordan Clarkson's the second-leading scorer on this team, and he comes off the bench. So Lakers are going to have their hands full. You're going to have to play, just like you know I, I mentioned as we started the postgame show. You have to play perfect basketball to beat any of these elite teams. Utah obviously falls into that category of an incredibly elite team, so it's going to be a tough one for the Lake Show. Um, pre-game show in that one starts at noon. Tip-off will be at 1.30. As always, start tuning in tomorrow morning starting at 5 a.m. Uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, and Travis. And then Travis and I have the Travis and Sliwa show tomorrow night from 7 to 9 p.m., so hope you guys can be a part of that. As always, Laker fans, greatly appreciate you guys being a part of the show. I'm Alan Sliwa. This is the Pizza Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN.